Welcome to the Here We Are, So Here We Go podcast with Pastor Mark Holman, helping you to apply faith to your everyday life. Pastor Mark is a senior pastor at the Log Church in Cross Lake, Minnesota, as well as executive director of Faith at Home Ministries. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, motivated, and equipped to be a fully devoted follower of Jesus. So here we are, so here we go. Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Mark, and boy, is it good to be back with you, and uh, sure appreciate Brian stepping in and doing some of the podcast interviews, and hope you have enjoyed some of those guests that we have had, and we're going to continue to have more of those in the future, but um, have you ever had an experience, uh, an event uh, that has changed your perspective? Maybe uh, change your perspective on life, change your perspective on your health, your perspective on maybe blessings that you were taking for granted, things you were taking for granted, your perspective on church, your perspective on, on community, and maybe even your perspective on your friends, uh, your family. You had kind of one of those perspective-changing moments or maybe it was an experience. And usually, a lot of times, those perspective-changing moments or experiences or also have some pain attached to them, uh, some struggles, some suffering, some, some difficulty. Um, they're things you won't forget. It, they definitely change you. Um, they make you a different person. Um, not necessarily always for the bad. In fact, a lot of times, uh, as you go through life a little longer, you look back and and realize, you know what? I grew a lot through that. I learned a lot through that. That definitely changed my perspective, but that was not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, a lot of times you can even look back and say, you know, by going through that, it made me a better person. And while I wouldn't I want to go through the pain again, or I wouldn't want to go the str- through the struggle again. Still, overall, going through it made me a better person, um, took me to a better place. Um, we, I think we can all recognize in our lives, we have many, not just one, but we have perspective-changing moments <clears throat> and encounters and experiences and I remember probably the greatest one for me would have been when my mom was just on her way to the grocery store and a semi went through a stop sign and um, collided with her vehicle and she battled to live for eight days. And I was the one holding her hand and stroking her hair when, when she took her last breath. And that was a perspective changing experience. I'll never forget it. It was one of the hardest things I've ever gone through in my life. And yet you sit there and go, I'm able to connect and understand people more as a result of that. I can, those that have had similar experiences, um, I know how it feels, a sudden loss, 
a tragic event. Um, so it's, and then also over time, you start to see how through it, um, or in spite of it sometimes, you know, God works in all sorts of ways. I mean, I'm sitting here now um, in, we were living in California at the time when that accident took place, and now I'm sitting in the same, I'm sitting in my mom's house, the house where my parents retired to. They're both passed away now, and because but after she passed, I, we weren't thinking of moving here. It wasn't even on the radar. And now I'm sitting here looking out the window the same way she would have, the same way my parents did, living in the exact same home and community that they lived in and that they loved and that I've fallen absolutely in love with. And then... I get to serve a church in this community and be a pastor of, a, of an amazing church that allows me to be me and that we just, uh, we just truly love serving this community together, making a difference here. Um, so it's perspective changing for sure, and yet not everything is is as bad as a result you look back and kind of go you know what that ended up being a, a better thing for me well we just got done many of you may be aware or may not but i'm going to use this podcast to to kind of bring you up to speed my maria and i um Hadn't had a break uh, from church. We had tried. We'd had vacations scheduled, like everybody, like a lot of people have over the past year, and had to cancel them due to COVID and and restrictions on travel. And so we just kind of kept our <laughs> kind of kept ourselves just going and pressing on and and moving forward and and. Uh, and didn't really try to take some staycations, but <laughs> when you're a pastor, that's kind of always pretty tricky because you go out to dinner and and you know you're just going to continue to run into people and connect with them and 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 we love that by the way that's why we love this community and and love serving this community is the way we get to connect with people everywhere and kind of out and about and so those didn't really work to refuel our tanks and so it had been building up for a while and. Uh, we knew we were needing a break, and we also had our 30th anniversary that was um, on October uh, 20th, so we thought, you know, why don't we use this as an opportunity to, to take that break um, that we've been needed. We have a good friend that offered us uh, his place in Scottsdale to stay, um, and uh, and so we just said, you know what? And we had we had a bunch of airfare that we had had to cancel, and so we had that kind of just stocked away, and so it didn't even cost us anything airfare wise. And we just said, there, there it is. Here's our window to an opportunity to kind of take a break and to get away. And so we did, and went to Scottsdale and to enjoy some needed R and R. But also then as we were there, you know, we had a couple perspective changing experiences. First was a, as we were getting there, we realized we're, we're not 
okay kind of ment- mentally, and there was a little bit of a mental health crisis, and I don't want to get into who it was or what it was because that's for us, that's confidential. And, I, and, and, I, and to me, it's never been a situation where one person has depression and one, but when you're married, the two are one. And so at the end of the day, you know, we had, so I want to make, we had a mental health kind of crisis and, but we were in a place where we could get counseling and get the help that we needed. And, and with neutral folks that don't know us and, and have no connection to us. And we don't have to worry about, you know, that this counselor might be from the area and might know. And so we could just be totally just open and honest. It was such, uh, but, but that was, that started a journey for us of, okay, we're here to not just get a break, but we're here to get well. We're here to get mentally well. We're here to get physically well. I had, we both started exercising and I was so excited because it always takes a while, but I'd gotten to a point where I was even, get this people, I'm not a runner. And yet I had gotten to a point where I was running for like almost a mile a day. It was a total route of two and a half miles and I'd run half of it at least and was like, okay, and starting to feel good physically, starting to feel good kind of mentally. We found this amazing counselor. And I just, so you know, I'm a huge fan of counseling. Always have been, always will be. And I just think it's good to process with a counselor and to open yourself up and to let them just kind of speak into your life. And and, uh, and so that was happening and we were getting really good support that way, getting really good physically, starting to even eat a little better and start to change some diet things that need to be changed. And we were, we were, cause we could cook at home and didn't, didn't go out a lot. And so just everything was getting into just kind of a nice thing. You could start to feel that we were getting our, our spiritual tanks. We were worshiping. It was kind of fun for us to, to do what all you get to do, which is tune into worship where we had our cup of coffee had our PJs on and, and could just sit there out on the deck and just enjoy worshiping like everybody else gets to do and just let it feed you. And, and, uh, and so getting spiritually well, physically well, kind of mentally well, and all of that was the journey we were on. And so then, um, and of course, you know, I just said we were eating better, but come on, we still got to have our, we got to have our pizza once in a while. And there is our favorite pizza place in Scottsdale. That's the closest thing I've ever found to my favorite pizza place in Chicago. It's called uh, Oregano's. And my goodness, it's thin. It's got the sauce all the way to the edges like we love. And I mean, it just, it, and so, okay, we have been doing well for multiple days in a row, eating well, exercising. And we're like, okay, we've, we've earned this. We can go get pizza. And so we thought, let's walk, let's walk. It's only about a quarter of a mile away. And then that's kind of our way of justifying, well, at least two, if we walk there and walk back, that's, you know, we'll walk some of it off. And, uh, so we did that, started on our way. And, um, and as we do, we were kind of walking along a, a busy street uh, and there's a crosswalk. We had to go across two crosswalks, one that was straight in front of us. And then one that would take us across to the left to get to the other side to where the restaurant was. So we come up to the first crosswalk and it's got kind of the white guy walking, showing that we have the right of way. 20 seconds still to go is, has a countdown there. So plenty of time for us to cross. So I said, Mary, let's, yeah, here we go. We'll, we'll cross here and then we'll cross on the other side. And so I started out and she kind of always stays a step or two behind when we get to crosswalk like that, just kind of always has. And, and um, which I'm so thankful for. 
because as I stepped out into the crosswalk, all I remember next was hearing two things. I remember hearing Maria scream, and I remember hearing a screeching of tires from a car that was moving way too fast and was barreling right towards me. Uh, a person had run through the red light, had come across, and obviously didn't see me. And so all I had instincts or time to do was to quickly kind of reach out and push Maria away and tuck and... And the next thing you know, I'm hit by the car. I'm into the windshield. I'm over the the roof, uh, land on the back of the car, and then eventually land on my head on the on the on the ground on the on the street there. And the car never stops. Doesn't even hit its brake lights. Continues on, and and that's the last we see the car. Maria's obviously, you know, it's it's a panic situation. We have witnesses right there at the intersection. They had cameras and there too, but we got my got leased me out of the middle of the road, and then it was just a matter of now a journey of <laughs> that included a waiting for the ambulance to get there, and then an ambulance and ride and an ER to a trauma center, and then. Um, three days in a hospital with uh, the injuries that were everything from two head contusions, but thankfully no brain bleed or anything of that nature to then a partially separated shoulder, um, four broken ribs, and, uh, and then a right, uh, a, or bruised lungs, but not punctured, thankfully. And then uh, a right knee that uh, patella that got dislocated and kind of right leg, right knee injury there too. And so essentially the whole right side um, took the brunt of, of the, of the accident of the hit, I should say. And so that became a perspective changing moment uh, experience for us. Maria too, having to be right there and thankfully the car didn't hit her. I landed. She was still struck by me as I, I guess I kind of landed on errors. I got spun and, and through. And so it was a definite um, perspective changing thing and experience for her as well. And essentially um, what it led to was being in the hospital for those days and then eventually being released to then and told to recover um, at, for at least two weeks before we traveled home. So we've literally just been home um, a few days now. And how has this changed our perspective? Um, well, first of all, there's a scripture passage that uh, was like the first one that God put on my heart, which was 2 Corinthians 4, 8 to 9. It kind of, I've preached on this passage. I've read it many, many times, but after this uh, event, this took on a new perspective where Paul writes, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. You can probably understand now why that would take on new perspective for me. And the other passage was one that I had preached on not too long ago, and I think I even did a podcast about it. Mm -hmm. um, in all things, Romans 8, 28, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. 
And I remember when I was preaching on it, it was to address that statement that uh, we many times, even as Christians, a lot of us make and say to people when they've been through tough things or in the midst of a tough thing where we go, everything happens for a reason. Oh, but everything happens for a reason. Yep, you see, everything happens for a reason. Well, just so you know, that's first of all, that's not biblical. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that. And secondly, it's just not true. Um, because if we say everything happens for a reason, then essentially what we're saying is, well, you know, God had you hit by that car for a reason. God sent that car to strike you and put you through that for a reason. Because everything happens for a reason. And I'm sorry, I that's not our God. Our God does not send cars to hit people. God does not strike people with cancer and give people this that's just simply not true. That's not who God is. Everything does not happen for a reason that is, but in all things, God works for the good. Not all things are good. I want to be clear. It doesn't say that, but in all things, through all things, God works for the good of those who love him. And the one thing I do know is I don't care. You strike me with a car, whatever. Nothing's going to stop me from loving God. Nothing's going to stop me from, or my wife, from loving him. No mental health crisis, no anything. And when you continue to just love him no matter what, God works. And it's not, will he work? He just does. God works. It's a promise. God works for the good of those who love him. And that's what we saw next. That was a perspective that we needed to be, that we got reminded of, I should say, in the midst of, of again, when you're in the midst of a perspective changing moment or experience, through paramedics, through the ER doctors and nurses, through the caregiving nurses in the hospital, God worked for us to get the care that we needed through a counselor that God had provided for us that instantly met with Maria the next day and said, come in, I'm clearing my schedule so you can, we need to process this because you just saw your husband and what you experienced is something you can't, you need to talk to someone about. Are you kidding me? That was available immediately. And then also that same counselor available to me about a week later and, and beyond so that, okay, God worked. Through different podcasts we listened to, God worked through an amazing team of elders. Maria's first call, they take me away in the ambulance and she can't ride with because of COVID. And so she literally had to walk back to our place to, to get into the rental car that we had to go to the hospital. And the first person she calls is our head elder. And God worked. He prayed for her and he got the elders praying and then the church praying. And oh my goodness, through prayer, God worked. We literally felt the prayers of everyone praying for us because through an amazing congregation and, and beyond that, this amazing community of people that don't even go to our church, that live in this community that reached out that sent cards, cards 
Talk about perspective changing. We don't do cards anymore. Oh my goodness, the number of cards that we got and what was written in those cards, that's changed my perspective. You know what? I'm going to start sending cards a little more often because I now know the perspective. I know the impact that they have. It means nothing against the texts and, and emails. Don't get me wrong. Those, those all mattered and God worked through all of those, but there's just something special about a card too. And, and also through the community, we were staying in this little village in, and the people in this village put notes on our on door for Maria. Are you okay? And I heard what happened to to Mark. And then they would stop by and have their encouragement and their constant. Are you okay? And what can we do for you? And we're so sorry. And I mean, and we even had two churches down there: Scottsdale Bible Church and Gateway Church, with pastors there that reached out to us. And what can we do? What do you need? How can we help? And how can we pray for you? God worked. So friends, all things aren't good. It wasn't good what happened to us. It wasn't good to be hit by a car. And, but boy, oh boy, did we see God work. I can't thank all of you enough, those of you who reached out and in any way that you did and how you did. And I read every Facebook comment I soaked in, and they all helped me. Uh, they all gave me what we needed as we as we recovered and and now here we are back in Minnesota back in our home that we came back to that had been cleaned stocked with food flowers everywhere vases of flowers everywhere our dogs well taken care of that people had stepped up to do that you have no idea how much that meant, how love that makes you feel. It's perspective changing. We should have, we, why did you need something like this to be reminded of that? But it, you have no idea. So how are we doing? As I get ready to wrap up this podcast, well, I'm going to go back to that passage in Second Corinthians. We're hard-pressed on every side, yeah, especially my right side. We've been through the ringer. We're pressed hard, but we're not crushed. I'm healing. And he got looked at, I think, but that's going to heal in time, and everything's just going to heal in time. So, yeah, we're hard-pressed. We've been through the ringer, and can't move as fast, can't do as much. Going to be slow going for a while. But boy, we're not crushed. In fact, we're ready. We're ready to get back to work. We're just ready to get back to Valerie Ann's and his, and I'm ready to get back to church. And we still got to keep some distancing for a little while because I can't, for right now, I can't afford to get a cold or, or you know, a cough or, or anything. And of course, not COVID. And so we're going to protect ourselves for the next couple weeks on that. So I'll look forward to be preaching on Sunday, but I'll probably be having to just give virtual hugs on Sunday. We're a little perplexed, but not in despair. Yeah, I'm just going to be honest. There's still a part of you that goes, what was that about? Like, right? You go down for <laughs> an anniversary and you just, and then what? Uh, what was this about? But here's the good news. We're not in despair because 
we know that in all things God works for the good and what we don't understand now eventually we will and we and we, even if we don't ever come to a full understanding we still know he's going to work for our good through this and so yeah a little perplexed on what what was this all about and but not in despair at all um in fact almost already encouraged that we're returning a little better, a little stronger and well hurt, but not certainly not crushed and perplexed a little bit, but not at all in despair, not depressed, not down, encouraged, uh, feel loved. And we definitely feel we were persecuted and we live in, the reality that we have an enemy by the name of Satan who's always working to hurt God's people, to destroy them, to destroy marriages, to destroy. That is, he is as evil as it gets, and he never, he's relentless, and he just is always. And so, yes, do we feel persecuted by him? And yes, it's felt like more and more of his handiwork trying to tear us down, trying to hurt us, trying to do what he does. But we were not abandoned. And not when I said, I know we weren't abandoned by God because we know he never forsakes us or abandons us. But friends, we weren't abandoned because of you. Because you were there for us. You loved us. You cared for us. You reached out to us. You encouraged us. You supported us. You prepared our place when we came back. We were, we were not abandoned. Community has never meant more to us than what it means as a result of this. And that's, again, perspective changing. Friends, we need community. We need the church. We, we need to be there for one another. And, and community is, there's a church community that's when you're a part of that, it's, it's, it makes such a difference in times like this. And you're reminded of that again. Our perspective has been changed in, in a way that we've, we've never felt community like what we have felt it like for these last few weeks and what we continue to feel it like. And we felt community there. We weren't abandoned when we were in Phoenix. We had people there and they didn't even know us and we weren't their pastor and it wasn't from their church. They were just, it's what we do for one another. And we had people from this town that reached out that don't go to our church. We were never abandoned and that carried us through this. And yes, we were struck down, like physically struck down, but not destroyed. No, we were delivered. We were rescued. We were taken through this. We were not destroyed. So we're okay. That's what I want everyone to know is we're okay because we're more than conquerors through Christ. But we wouldn't have been okay if it wasn't for all of you. We wouldn't be okay if it wasn't for our great God that kept his promises that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. But in closing, there's one more thing I'm going to ask you to join me in doing. 
And that is the reality that the person who struck me, who left his car, they found the car first, and then they found him an hour or two later, and he was charged, but then also must have had something in his system because he was given not only the charges for hit and run and speeding and running through a red light and all those things, but also a DUI. So the combination of all of this means it's going to be a felony charge for him, and he's 17 years old, a 17-year-old guy, 17-year-old kid. I would like you to join me in praying for him. This has been a perspective-changing moment for him as well. A life-changing, life-altering perspective. I have no idea if he knows the Lord. I have no idea. But I'm going to ask us to join in praying for him so that through this, God can work on him and that there will be a day when he looks back and this will have changed his perspective for the good. And, um, and whatever consequences he has to face will also be things that change his perspective. And, and that one day he'll look back and say, yeah, this, it changed me. It made me better. So that's going to be a lot for a 17-year-old to deal with. So dear Lord, be with him. You know his name. You know his situation far better than we do. Thank you, Lord, for sparing me. Thank you for protecting me. Thank you for how you worked for my good and for Maria's good through this journey we have been on. Thank you for the community that supported us and uh, loved us through this and continues to do so. But now, Lord, we pray for that driver, and we ask that you will work in his life as well and work in ways that we cannot see, know, or understand. But may he one day come to see this as something that you did to make him better too. Help make him better through this, Lord. We commit this all to you now. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. God bless everyone. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Here We Are, So Here We Go podcast with Pastor Mark Holman. For more information about this podcast, The Log Church, or Faith at Home Ministries, go to our webpage, herewego.fm. If you were blessed by today's episode and would like to financially support this podcast, please click on the support button at herewego.fm. <music>